Yeah, subscribe. And don't unsubscribe. That's just rude. Why would you subscribe and unsubscribe in the same day? That happened today. I don't like it. <laughs> He's missing out. Or she's missing out. Yeah. Nothing changed. What influenced your your choice? <laughs> we are worth the price of admission. Yeah, free. <laughs> Let me tell you about this guy. I'll tell you about this fucker right here. Yeah. <laughs> So I'm okay with going down this rabbit hole, but I have one rant about my fellow Gen Zers that I would like to add. Okay, we well, want to start with the rant? I, mean, yeah, I love rants. Yeah, I want to start with this rant. Michael and I, as you know, adults with full-time incomes, went in and bought some ice cream. And I got a milkshake, and I am upset that... It was just us two in there. We each ordered one type of ice cream, and she felt that she had to write down what I got after just taking Mike's order on the cup and the type of ice cream I got. She wrote this down after she scooped the ice cream that was already in the cup. Why? Why write it down? What do you mean to write down? Well, she looked like she was probably a Gen Zer also. Right. That's what's that's what my rant is about. Why do you need to so write it down? So she forgot. She was afraid she was gonna forget what else goes in there besides the ice cream. Right. <laughs> do you want whipped cream? Ms. Whip. What does that mean? Miss Whipped. <laughs> right. I don't. I'm. I just. Why'd you need to write it down? You scooped the ice cream in the thing. Wrote on the cup. You're gonna forget that you scooped it already. I don't understand. <laughs> Okay, that's my rant. I just, I, it felt really pointless. <laughs> Speaking of pointless, our government. Our government. <laughs> so you, okay. you, yes, and you're only old enough baby. to have participated in two presidential elections. Correct, and that would be the 2016 uh, Trump Clinton, in which case there was no incumbent, right? Yeah. And then the Trump Biden, where Trump was the incumbent. Correct. Right. So, so when there was no incumbent, you saw both parties had primaries. Yes. And they had debates and that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. Good format? Bad format? What do you think? Gen Zer? Zoomer? <laughs> do you want me to be honest or you want me to lie? Let's do both. Let's be honest first. <laughs> okay. All right. Honest first, okay. I didn't watch their their primaries like before they actually started the um like before they were already chosen by their party. Okay, yeah. So you didn't watch them. That's no. fine. But you're still aware of the format. I mean, I get the idea. I think. Okay. So, <laughs> um. <laughs> Well, I guess I don't I'm, know what to lie about now because I just told the truth first. So. <laughs> but you're supposed to lie that you love the format. You think it's great. Yeah, the format was great. I think everything worked out perfectly fine. <laughs> so, is it too late to lie? With when the incumbent has meet, met term limits, can't run again. So now all the Democrats and all the Republicans have all their nominees, and they're both debating to find a one nominee from each party to run against each other. Right. All right. Then when 
in 2020, since Trump was the incumbent, uh, he, there was no Republican yeah, debate. Okay, so yeah, so I sorry, maybe I misunderstood your question. So so yes, I think that the form like doing it that way is f- fine. Like I I don't have any issues with that. So what if in 2020 there were Republicans that decided to run against Trump? Should there be debates? I don't. I don't think that I mind. I don't think that I necessarily mind having an opposer. A like. I don't think there's a problem with reaffirming your choice, in in you know, and you've had a time period of four years of somebody being the president where you're like, okay, I, I don't I don't think that there's a weakness in showing like, we want to give other people a chance, right? Do we still feel the same way after now seeing how he performed for four years to have him be our primary again? I don't think that there's anything wrong with that. I think that the problem with our current system and the the two-party and the way people get loyal about their political party as they get loyal about their favorite football team is that they it splits your votes, because people, a lot of people in our country, I think, vote just based on whatever party it is, regardless of who's actually there mm-hmm. and running and what they're saying. And so I think it splits their votes and it starts to show. Uh, and I think then people either, if they're already centered, they lean right or, you know, they lean into the other party because they don't feel strong about their party's choice or it splits the one party's votes and now you don't have a good, like strong, solid voting on just one candidate. But I think it I think there is like I think there is um what do you call it? Merit to like reaffirming your choice. Like, oh, they mm-hmm. went back through the debates and not only did they win as our, you know, primary person the first time, they also won it a second time. And they're still the person that we want, even after we've watched them. So, so what do you feel about the the unwritten rule of you never run against your own party's incumbent? I think it, I think the, as like a winning strategy, I think if that, if winning is all you're focused on, regardless of what, regardless of like you trying to better a, <laughs> a party or a nation, I think it's I think it's the right move to not put somebody against them. It's like putting two it's like it's putting two McDonald's one right across the street from each other, right? You're just taking away sales from your other <laughs> your other chain. So, I think that that unwritten rule is there for a reason and works for a reason, and I think that as like a winning strategy it's probably the right thing to do. Okay. Um it's also <clears throat> really hard because all all of it is like at least in my perspective all of it is i know i say it's politics but it's like it's really politics right it's all like we show that the person that we voted for and put up as our primary at the beginning is still the same person we are you know we still back that person whatever right and it looks like we are embarrassed of our person if we start putting other people up against them so right now the republican debates are going on Mm -hmm. right and they have eight people debating although the 
the debate term is kind of loose because they talk more on the idea side that so in high school debates are about presenting an argument and saying who wins mm -hmm. and this is kind of more it's not of, really that yeah, yeah it's more ideas and personality yeah. than it is substance and argument and that type of thing yeah um and then the democrats they actually have people running against the incumbent mm -hmm. um it's going to be jfk jr gavin newsom and joe biden mm -hmm. are on the ticket at the moment for the primaries mm -hmm. But the Democratic Party has said, we're not going to have any debates. Yeah. So for me, I think that that's picking a very strange middle. <laughs> we are, <laughs> we're not all in on our one choice. So we have these other choices, but we're not going to debate any of them. We're just going to let you guys vote based on, you know, what, what you see on their own time and what they're doing on their own time is what you get. They're not going to debate anything or answer any questions outside of whatever they choose to do, which is a sh I feel is a strange tactic. <laughs> yeah, but you, I think you kind of answered the question. Is like, if they don't have any debates, then they don't have they're not broadcasting any division in their mm -hmm. party, and they're just kind of propping up their incumbent. Who, if you've seen him, he needs a lot of propping up in yeah. the, you know framework framework. You know, maybe the attachments so that he doesn't fall down anymore. I think where he's going to get hurt in that is you have these two, I I believe both candidates are young, or the other candidates are younger than him. Well, um, Jesus is younger than him. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, right, as as most of our office right now. So, so no, but yeah, so you guess so, Newsom is fairly young. I want to say he's in his 50s. Yeah. Uh, JFK Jr. is older than Newsom, or at least he appears older. 60s, 50s, yes. whatever, yeah. right? So you have both people that are younger, um, and I think where he's going to lose out is, is so Biden just in general, as as most people that get elected or most people that do it, barring the, <laughs> the few like Trump and, you know, others, but most of them have been in some sort of office for a very long time. And so I think where Biden is going to 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 lose out and them not having the debates is that Biden doesn't have the the social media presence, right? right? He his presence is based on the normal whatever news outlet mm -hmm. is running the story and whatever debates he would normally do. But he doesn't he doesn't go on people's podcasts and, mm -hmm. you know, talk about issues and things like that. And where I think I think that is where people are going to start to lose the edge on the audience that's lower than thirty-five. So, so let's let's talk about that because mm -hmm. it's it's an interesting dynamic, mm -hmm. right? So, I know of two candidate candidates that are really focusing on the podcast YouTube presence, mm -hmm. and that's uh, JFK Jr. from the Democrat side. Mm -hmm. And Vivek Ramaswamy from the Republican side. Mm -hmm. They are really focused on the podcast. Now, I see JFK Jr. as the older guy. He's in the 60s, mm -hmm. maybe maybe higher. Mm -hmm. And Vivek just turned 38 mm -hmm. recently. Um, and it's it's a new strategy. Yeah. You know, nobody worried about podcasts four years ago. Right. So is it, do you think from a, a Zoomer, um, is it a mistake? 
that there others aren't focusing on podcasts and just working with network TV? I I think that it is because the so everybody on it, no matter which side you're on, Republican or Democratic, Democrat, almost every election they talk about how and a lot of and a lot of the complaint from the older generation is talking is talks about how young people that we have all these complaints but we don't vote right that's that's typically one of like the the common things that are right. said if right you don't vote you don't get a complaint right exactly that's one of the common things are said is like you have all these complaints blah 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 whatever right but you don't go out and vote but these past couple of elections um each one has had the most youngest voters that there has ever been and i think that you're gonna continue to see that and i think that the those that are moving to this new newer um realm of putting themselves out there like on podcasts and youtube and tiktok and things like that that's where you're gonna snag the those younger than 30 people and given that the millennial and gen z um groups are some of the biggest groups in the country and if you snag them that way then i think that that's how you're going to get that's how you're going to swing the votes in your direction so there's this saying that says if you're conservative when you're young you don't have a heart and if you're liberal when you're old you don't have a brain <laughs> it's an interesting saying <laughs> so um going back to like youtube and vivek specifically because he's a republican side tends to be more conservative right mm -hmm. is this a strategy for a younger conservative candidate to be able to talk with young people and maybe make them question why they're liberal yeah I think that it can be because a lot of the, you know, I, I won't get into, I don't, at least from my perspective, I won't get into like right, wrong or indifferent on how um, like education brings up people and things like that. Mm -hmm. But typically, like you just said, younger are the younger generation. My generation leans more liberal than they do conservative. Um, and there's a whole bunch of reasons for that, but I think that if you can play in their game, then you have a chance at swinging people, especially if you can play from the more center side rather than the fully conservative side. Because the people that you need to swing on the conservative side are still watching the debates typically in the same way, mm -hmm. right? On on the news, whatever. But the people that you need to swing on the liberal side, where they're at, typically them being younger, is on TikTok and podcasts and YouTube and all those things. So I think by doing both, that sets you that sets you up for, you know, the success in your in your running. So JFK Jr. is also on the podcast circuit, yeah, um, and he's on the Democrat side. So he, I I think of him really more centrist than liberal. I haven't listened to a lot of his stuff, but him having those key players that have a massive social influence, like social influence, like 
Joe Rogan and Elon Musk, where you've captured everybody's on Spotify. (laughs) Joe Rogan is the top or one of the top listened to podcasts in the country on Spotify. And then Elon Musk is always a hot topic. I think that having both of the podcasts with both those two Mm -hmm. people is really going to bolster your... uh, yeah, so Vivek was with Elon. I'm not sure if he's with Rogan yet, but I'm fairly confident that he will be. Before I have a feeling so, too. Is this going to be the election cycle that the two people who use the podcast social media circuit end up facing off against each other that changes how the next election cycle works? I kind of hope that it is personally because the like you said earlier you we you said basically like their their debate style is not really like standard debate it's more so just throwing their out their ideas right but you've got in let's be generous and say you got an hour and a half of debate with you and six other people trying to all get in their time and talk. Mm -hmm. Whereas if you can capture an audience's attention for two hours on Joe Rogan and have them listen to your entire thing spilled out uninterrupted, Mm -hmm. I think that's going to give you an edge over, over others. Plus none of us, like I know if I know one thing about my generation, none of us give two shits about watching the news. Right. And and (laughs) the other part I like about it conceptually is when the news clips things to meet their agenda and gets it blasted out, the younger people will have their eyes opened. Yeah, right. You don't, you like, don't have the clips. Right. Yeah. So they'll well, like those. Those like they'll hear that clip and they'll like hear the context that was presented. They'll say, "No, I listened to that entire podcast. That's not how it went." Right. And then they'll be like, "Saying this news is full of bullshit." Right. And there are some of them are already get, getting to that point, right? right? But I think there's a whole bunch more that are not aware that the news is bullshit. Right. And I think it's the right thing, right? Because ultimately, especially, you know, t- taking on the age standpoint, ultimately, if you're a boomer or and you are up there in your age, mm-hmm. a lot of the voting that's happening now really isn't for you. It, the policies that they implement are going to change your life very little at this stage in the game. Right. Um, especially with you getting into retirement, more and more of them are retiring every year. They're set. Their 401ks are set. Mm-hmm. Their social security matches are set. Mm-hmm. All those things. And so I think that by starting to people starting to refocus and like, oh, like, Maybe we should actually go for all these kids that aren't voting because there's a whole untapped market there mm-hmm. that we can leverage. I think it's I think it's the smart move. I think so. I'm I'm very curious about it. Yeah. Um. There's all kinds of stretch. I just I used to do a little work in politics. I'm not mm-hmm. sure if I ever told you that. I don't think so. Um. So I did a little work in politics, and there are some underhanded strategies. All right. Um. One of the strategies that's I thought is kind of genius, but you, whoever you're running against, I wasn't running, I was working on the campaign, but Mm -hmm. whoever the person is running against as a campaign, you get your opponent's material. And when you go 
door to door, ring doorbell, hell, my name is blah, 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 right? You have your opponent's material with you. So if you have a very bad interaction, mm-hmm. you leave your opponent's material behind. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's one way to do it. Because, <laughs> yeah, like, it's like if you get chased off by the dog, it's you, like you, leaving someone else's name on the phone with somebody. Exactly. <laughs> but if you get chased by a dog, because, like, if my dog don't like you, I'm not voting for you. Do right. everything right. <laughs> the dog doesn't like you. You run off. You drop your opponent's material in their yard, <laughs> and you keep on going. They come back and like that son of a bitch. I ain't voting for him. <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> so it's interesting. That's just one of many things I've learned and why I don't work in politics anymore. Just so you know. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think pairing with these people who typically the, the nation. So like, you know, I know people have different opinions about him. Right. But Joe Rogan, for the most part, if you actually listen to <laughs> a collection of his episodes, there's no, right or left the entire point of his podcast is just getting to how these people feel about a certain thing or talk about a certain topic extracting information and then getting them to explain why they think the way they right and then coming to his own conclusions in in the thing which is the right way to come to conclusions for yourself right it's like talk to a whole bunch of different people learn all of these ideas and then formulate your own opinion right i always felt that you know if i was a leader of something and we had to make a decision i'd take the person who's in favor of person who's against it and have them argue with each other in front of me and then i would decide based on the argument right instead of just going oh i like you more so we're gonna do it your way just like who has the best argument yeah and so i think that having somebody who is allowing you to get your time in on the podcast because he's very selective about this is just let anybody walk up from the street and go and do it right yeah i know i've been sending emails <laughs> every day <laughs> i know wait i we we started this like how like i don't know less than a month ago and we haven't gotten our invite i'm kind of upset about it yeah but i mean who does he think he is <laughs> <laughs> right um but i yeah i think just having that alone is gonna be a huge boost in you know how things play out and i haven't really seen much on the tiktok side of things besides other people clipping the stuff Mm -hmm. and putting it on there so i am curious if either of them are going to use tiktok like for their own accounts and in their own way i would i would never know yeah i know (laughs) i know you wouldn't um but i haven't really seen it and it and using that can go good or bad because Depending on what you do on there, you can be you can be seen a lot and it can be really supported or you can be seen a lot and it can just be seen as the old people trying to use TikTok and it's like, <laughs> please stop. Don't do this anymore. So only Gavin Newsom and Vivek can use TikTok is what you're saying. <laughs> right. So, I, you know, I think that that would be an interesting strategy. But, yeah, I think it's. I think that these strategies could have been used for a long time, but people are now, some of them are now just realizing like, oh, this is, this is probably a good way to do things. They should probably be doing both. I think the strategy that we haven't talked about in regards to this is the cost of advertising, right? 
the 32nd spot on NBC for a million dollars that's from donations from Super PACs. And it's Super PACs is basically a conglomerate that right. gets to dump a whole bunch of money at a loophole of campaign finance, right? Right. Um, so if you're able to get the results through social media for the social media costs, mm-hmm. which is a lot of it's just flat out free, mm-hmm. right? Especially if you use somebody else's money. So like you, Joe Rogan, he set all this up with his own money, his own time, whatever. <laughs> so all you're doing is taking advantage of that. Exactly. And you don't got to pay for it. Right. It, it's, it's free to you, the candidate, right? Right. And so that's millions of dollars saved. So you're just like, how many people am I going to reach on this TV show as a commercial that is going to vote and that's actually interested in this topic? And you're like, it's going to be this many and how much is it going to cost? How much, right. How many thousands of dollars per voter head is this costing? Then you go to like a Joe Rogan, people are listening to this. Well, they're more targeted. They're most likely to vote and it's going to cost me you know, X minus per head. Yeah. So, And the other part of that too, that we haven't really got into is that most people now are not watching things with commercials. Absolutely. Most people are, are using whatever subscription service mm-hmm. and a lot of them pay the extra $5 to not have commercials. Exactly. So a lot of these places, you're not even, you're just wasting your time. <laughs> yeah. So you're not even really getting the commercials except for the people that, you know, getting into like football season here most of mm-hmm. that you can't get away with watching with a subscription and there's still no, the commercials and things get like up, that get your popcorn or right go to the and rest that's of- also when the commercial is most expensive <laughs> right so yeah i mean i just think this is a new age that people are gonna have to get into and i'm kind of glad that they're starting to take advantage of it now because honestly it being transparent it does help me like make decisions because i'm more than likely not going to go watch one of these other news outlets for this debate or you know whatever mm-hmm. um or maybe I'll watch the debates but I won't I won't go any further than that and I definitely don't really watch anything with commercials right. um I hate commercials. right so it for me and I think people that are my age it will very much help solidify who we're voting for and I think it will also help shift those that are younger out of just voting for whoever their parents vote for. So this election has the makings of being a nightmare scenario for us in our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> you know, because I, I don't think it's any secret how we feel about boomers and millennials. And it, there's a, a good possibility, you know, that it comes down to, are you going to vote for the boomer or the millennial? <laughs> so do you want to, do you want a boomer boomer vote or do you want a boomer millennial vote? And now you have to like, now you're kind of torn. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of, uh, it's kind of reverse too, because it's a millennial Republican and a boomer Democrat. Right. Well, so it's gonna it be- could be Trump being the boomer boomer, you know, well, that's, boomer that's fair Republican mm-hmm. boomer Democrat. Mm-hmm. But yeah. I don't think JFK is going to get it. And I don't think Gavin Newsom is going to get the Democratic nomination. So I, I do think it's going to be Biden versus somebody unless Biden, you know, 
dies or becomes inca- incapacitated somehow. Well, and it's going to be interesting too to see how the younger, like people more my age, vote because now you have that conflict. You have somebody that's closer to my age, and what typically the consensus among my age group is that we want somebody that's n- not a dinosaur in office, yeah. right? But then you're typically voting what is against the average person my age party and like right. that side. Mm-hmm. So if you had the situation that you're talking about with like a young Republican versus so so what's going to be the Trump mm-hmm. the millennial and Republican mm-hmm. trumping the boomer Democrat for your demographic. I th- <laughs> personally, I think that my generation is more angry about the typical um, like white old person running than they are about which party it is. So I, I think from, if it's my age group voting and that was the deciding factor, I think it would actually come down to the millennial Republican. Okay. I think that's who I think that's who would take it on our side. So your generation's nightmare scenario would actually be old white boomer against old white boomer. Like it normally is, right? <laughs> <laughs> the normal. <laughs> the the every other election. <laughs> so the Republicans have Eight people versus three. So they have um, a female candidate. Um, was it Haley? Nikki Haley. Mm-hmm. Um, they have Tim Scott, so a black candidate. Vivek Ramaswamy, Indian. That's the Indian other. Dot, not Feather. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> may or may not leave that in. I don't know. The, that's the other part too is I think that it would get my age group is the you kind of have the 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 double whammy if you will for what typically Gen Z and millennial supports is you have somebody younger running for office and closer to our mindset or closer to being able to understand and it's a person of color and not just the same old white man running right um and that's typically the this where they support. So I think that that's you know I think if that's who is choosing like that doubt if that's who is in the final that's who will get voted for from the the Gen Z side. It'll be interesting. Yeah. Um. I kind I I don't know if it'll happen, and I think you're right. Um. I think there's a very high probability that Biden still is the primary candidate for the Democratic side. But I think it would be a lot of fun and make this a much more interesting political choice if it was the two people who are using social media rather than the norm to put themselves out there. Um, so you're make things interesting. You're Ramaswamy via v versus JFK Jr. Yeah, because you've got the got the two people on social media. You got the guy with the name right that's helping kind of put him out there and carry along but he's still the older white you know man right Mm -hmm. but on the democratic side and then you have the person of color that's younger but on the republican side also using social media i think it would make it interesting yeah and be very different than the constant boring same old political nonsense that we typically have and then what if they both agreed to just use funding 
from the campaigns from the federal government and not take super PAC money because mm-hmm. they, 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 you can do that if, if everybody agrees to just, cause you know, when you turn in taxes, would you like contribute $2 for the campaign fund? Mm-hmm. You can use that and not take any super PAC money and that type of thing. And now it's an even playing field, even on that. I think it would be funny for them to hold their final debate on like Twitter or something. <laughs> on, on X? Yeah, on X, sorry. <laughs> on TwitX. <laughs> or Joe Rogan. Rogan's podcast and Joe will be the, the debater. <laughs> that, that, actually, I would like to see, not even the final, I would like to see a round table with yeah. like the Democratic candidate, the Republican candidate, and Joe Rogan. Because I could see Joe Rogan and be like, Okay, what does that even mean? Yeah, I'm just asking you straight up. Yeah. yeah, what does that even mean? I, I'm just Joe Rogan. I don't know what you're talking about here. Yeah, because that's how he acts in every single one of his right. questions. It's like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, I think I, I definitely think that it's gonna be interesting. Um, I don't. Uh, I think we're getting closer to time. I don't know how long we've been this, but um, something we didn't really talk about. I don't think we're gonna see it much in this election, but I think we will see it a lot in the next one um and it's kind of popped up here and there right but not it hasn't been super big the so ai deep fakes are starting to become a big thing mm-hmm. and video faked ai is starting to become a big thing there was already some stuff going around before um trump's trial started of like trump getting arrested but it was just ai like fakes right right I don't think I think you'll see some, but not very much on this one. But I think it'll be interesting as those types of things as strategies start taking play in later elections and how they navigate those types of things. Um and I think that's where you ha you're gonna have to have a very large social media presence to be able to combat those things because as soon as a clip like that is on tiktok and you don't have the same social media presence to combat it it's all over the place and in everybody's feed and right people people are too gullible they just see the clip and they're like oh that's what it is you get inundated with so much information that you have no idea which information to believe right right so if you don't have the large social media presence to combat it and to give your point and to be like no i did all of these things, we did all these things, whatever, it's fake, blah, blah, blah. I don't think you'll be able to stop it, especially at least on among the younger generation from that influencing their their choices. Okay. So what, what I'm getting from this conversation is just for sheer curiosity purposes, we're hoping for Ramaswamy and JFK Jr. I think it would be funny. <laughs> All right, there you have it, folks. We're calling it now. <laughs> no, so I am curious as to how our viewers feel about it. Um, let us know. Are you are you paying attention? Um, does social media really matter to you guys when it comes to politics, or should they never meet? <laughs> you know, right? Should they say it divided? Um, so. You got anything? Because I think that's a podcast. Nope, I'm good. I think that's a podcast. I don't like that she wrote on my cup <laughs> and for the one order. And uh... All right. So the comment that everybody should have for Brandon 
is where, where, where for his <laughs> cup. Right. Where, where, where for my cup. Um, send me milkshake money. Um, also, real quick, I want to note, uh, so far, like 70% of the people that watch our videos and shorts are not subscribed. So, subscribe. Sorry, sons of bitches. Yeah, subscribe. And don't unsubscribe. That's just rude. Why would you subscribe and unsubscribe in the same day? That happened today. I don't like it. <laughs> He's missing out. Or she's missing out. Yeah. Nothing changed. What influenced your your choice? <laughs> we are worth the price of admission. Yeah, free. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Yeah. And like, subscribe, bell, comment, all that kind of stuff, like he always says. Yep. Do all the thingies. All right. Peace be the dreading. Bye bye. <laughs>